You're listening to Total Reboot. This is a new release review episode on the latest erotic thriller from director Adrian Lin, an octogenarian returning to the genre that they made the most sultry of them all. My name is Lexi Toliopoulos and joining me on the review as always is Cameron James. How you doing, babe? Uh, pleasure to be here. I didn't realize that he was an octogenarian. He's freaking old, dude. This Let me tell you the date of birth. This guy's old. This guy's horny. 4th of March, 1941. So Wowza. 20 days ago, Adrian Lin celebrated their 81st birthday. Wow. Congratulations, you old fuck. <laughs> yeah, and emphasis <laughs> on the fuck, baby. <laughs> Joining us to talk about this erotic thriller. Of course, we had to get another expert in the realm of horny cinema. Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Alex J. Hello, thank you for having me. Alex J, is this one of the more horny movies from recent times, in Absolutely. your opinion? Absolutely. Wow. Not horny, I, we'll talk about it, but... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I don't. I just want to step in and say I did Alex's podcast, mm-hmm. Ladies' Guides to Dude Cinema, the wow, other day. Wow, full and disclosure. We watched Joe Dirt, and oh. Alex did say that that movie made her horny as That's well. That's so, true. Wow. So I'm thinking on par Joe Dirt, Deep Water. I think actually, there's a little connective tissue between the two. Yeah. What is it? Both filmed on cameras? Um, they both both have... used cameras. Both yep. more than likely had a crew standing behind the director true. at all times. Absolutely. Both leads have have wigs fused to their skulls? Yes, I would say that. And I won't say which leads yeah, they are. Yeah, And I would say Tracy Letts would be at home in both worlds. I love Tracy Letts. Tracy Letts for Joe Dirt 3, in my opinion. I'm going to put it out there <laughs> to the world. Very respectful of you to remember there's a Joe Dirt 2. Yeah, yeah. of course. It's Beautiful a crackle Lisa. original. Crackle original. <laughs> crackle original. Never seen it, never forget it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Alexi, uh, tell us a little bit about Adrian Lim, because I know that you've been going through a bit of an erotic thriller renaissance. Mm. Mm. Yeah, summer renaissance, man. You've been uh, <laughs> having a real summer of Alexi. Mm-hmm. You've been... Getting in touch with the essential sins. Oh, Is that absolutely. why it's been so bloody wet outside? <laughs> yes, of course. I've, I have control over the nature, much like Bruce <laughs> Almighty. I control the weather around me. It fits to my emotions. But I have, uh, I do have a fondness for Adrian Lin. Mm-hmm. In my opinion... They've made no bad movies, and that is... I'm not saying my opinion on this movie just yet, but Jacob's Ladder, hectic, like, horror, okay. almost in the realm of Millennium Mindfuck, I, I would say. I actually did not know that, th- that Jacob's Ladder was one of their films. Yeah, here we go. Listen to this. I know the rest of them. But Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Awesome. I love Fatal Attraction. I love, I love Fatal Attraction. any movie where Michael Douglas is getting fucking laid any left, right, and center. where Michael Douglas is... Cheating? Mm-hmm. I am there. <laughs> my favorite adulterer in the world. Yeah. God forbid he would cheat on I me, but cheat I love on it. my wife. Wow. I'm gonna fuck your brains out in front of my wife. I also love um, Behind the Candelabra, where he he's yes doesn't not necessarily cheating, but he's not faithful either. Yes, that, and he's that Liberace. Yeah, Liberace. <laughs> he's got a few secrets behind the Candelabra. I've not seen the movie, but I've heard some things. It's, it's great. so good. I think you would dig it. It's yeah. so like ostentatious. It's a blast. Uh, he also directed Lolita, the '90s version. Never seen Flash Dance, one of my faves wow. from the '80s. Mm-hmm. Indecent Proposal, which yes. is another like hectic erotic thriller. Robert Redford trying to. Bang to me more yeah. in front of her husband Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson was like what are you serious come on <laughs> <laughs> please don't fuck Robert Redford similar, similar theme yeah, yeah. he loves those nine and a half weeks famous oh. erotic sex scene Mickey between Rourke Mickey Rourke and Kim Basinger yes of Ooh. course imagine if they fucked well you don't have to because you can watch nine and a half weeks on <gasps> camera as well and personally my favourite one oh my and God. I saw this with my mother on the VHS era oh uh, unfaithful Richard mm. Gere, Diane Lane, and of course some other guy. Yeah, if I had to guess Andy Garcia. No, Olivier Martinez. So I guess like he's kind of like Andy Garcia <laughs> in his sensuality, but also two great character actors are looking it up now: Zeljiko Ivanek and one of your favorites, Uncle June, Dominic Chinese. Love Dominic Chinese. So <laughs> unfaithful. I remember that was one of the first adult movies that I saw where it's like. The premise is, what if a woman cheated on her husband? Oh, that's psycho. <gasps> and I remember being like, whoa, that, 
They can happen. They would never do that. This, is, this movie is make-believe. You're in the video store picking up the case, taking it from drama and going, well, I guess science fiction. Yeah, yeah this is sci-fi. This is a parallel this universe shit right here. But I kind of miss that era of cinema where you'd get these kind of movies that are just relationship movies, guy, mm. girl, in, in a room arguing. And it's been coming back into mm-hmm. vogue I over agree. the last six yeah. years or so. Yeah, mm. I agree. Marriage yeah. Story was a big one mm. that yes. everyone kind of rallied behind. And dare I say it, it's led the way for Adrian Lin to make his comeback 22 years after his last film. Really? Mm-hmm. So this, how old, how old is Adrian Lin now? 81. 81. An 81-year-old directed this movie. Yeah. Whoa. Last film, 61 when he made his last film, took 20 years off. Yeah. Came back and said, you know what, I've got a few more things to say about horny now. <laughs> well, I, think- I want to see Ben Affleck fuck. <laughs> Then I can retire. <laughs> I'd say, you know, for a director of Adrian Lid's caliber and style and oeuvre, he's got a few years to build up to that 69 and then a few years to ramp back down before yeah. he can get back in the saddle and make a movie. Yeah. The most significant year of that guy's life. Wow. His triple Christ year. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, Lex, um, because I know you've watched, I've also watched Fatal Attraction mm-hmm. recently. I know you've watched these things. Yeah. Um, what is it about the erotic thriller that, has given it such longevity. I mean, mm. I guess the Fifty Shades movies and yeah. books kind of came back into vogue, true, true, true. brought it all back a little bit. But why? Why still in two in two thousand and twenty two? Uh, erotic thrillers being made Why with marquee like stars. Why do you like to get horny and scared yeah. at the what, same time? What is going on? I think it's something. I, I like that's one of the reasons I was excited for this movie because I feel like there hasn't been a decent shape or size like erotic thriller, thriller in quite some time. I reckon Fifty Shades of Grey. You're right. Would have mm. been like the last big one, mm. and even mm. then it was kind of like not too sultry or dangerous in the way like some of mm. these feel, especially like some of Adrian Lin's films feel, and so. I feel like part of it is people want this kind of movie. It has been a minute since we've had them. There's so many movies that are a bit more aimed at less adult-oriented audiences. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like you said, people have like three desires in this life. Food, shelter, and some warm apple pie, if you will. (laughs) Good lord. Both a food and a shelter, (laughs) essentially. (laughs) I think it's like people people are horny. People are horny. They want to see horny movies. Scared and horny. They are very similar emotions. Mm, I imagine there's a lot of overlap in the Venn diagram there. Totally overlapping of bodies. Every part of us. Every part's overlapping. (laughs) Do you think that there's something... In in the idea that because we've all been kind of locked at home mm. over pandemic era and we're streaming a lot more and a lot of films are being released kind of almost straight to Streamer. people's homes that now directors and writers and filmmakers are like, well, if they're not coming out to the cinema, yes. let's bring them the filth right to their freaking lounge rooms. Yes. I think that's, that. to me, it's a shock and a surprise there's not more stuff like that because mm. it's like if you don't have to go to the cinema to watch something sexy, mm. like as if you wouldn't be more comfortable watching it at home. Like, you know, so many people have like their hang-ups with that kind of stuff. I'm sitting here fucking 11 years old watching Unfaithful with my fucking <laughs> mother on the couch, dude. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine but I don't get that shame. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll take yeah. my mum to go see Deep Water. <laughs> you don't get, you don't feel any shame watching these kind of things. Not with my mother, right? Or- <laughs> <laughs> you said that like we, right. we should have known that. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> no, no further okay. questions, Your Honour. <laughs> <laughs> go be stupid, not with my mum. <laughs> I don't think like I have. the one person you should feel shame watching <laughs> softcore porn with. Yeah, I would say I've watched probably far too many erotic thrillers with my mum. <laughs> Just they, the, all the ones that kind of accidentally lead into that genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like Wild Things. Yeah. Oh, I actually only just saw God. that recently. Me too. Fucking awesome. Yikes. You guys like it? I loved it. It, <laughs> it was, was good. I didn't know it was funny until I was watching it. I yeah. thought it was like steamy like this. I didn't know the, the topic until I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and also one of the greatest hogs in the game, Kevin Bacon, brother. Of course. Mm. God oh, almighty. There was another like erotic thriller that came out like during the pandemic. <gasps> the that, that Polish one. And they had had a big one. sex scene on a boat. Did you guys hear about it? It went no. straight to streaming services. Really? I don't even know and what this is. And it went nuts. Oh, fuck. I can't remember what some freaking Polish kill I'm Googling Polish erotic thriller. Polish sex movie. <laughs> oh, 365 Days? That's the one. 
Right. Oh, I remember hearing about this one. Yeah, yeah very steamy, right? And very similar. Like, yeah, it's a it's a thriller. There's a mm. crime. She's abducted, but there's so much sex in it. Yeah, okay. So that would definitely fall in this genre. I think one reason we don't see so many of these kind of steamy thrillers as much anymore is I think a lot of smart has gone to TV instead. Yeah. Like stuff like Euphoria, which kind of blurs the lines between like, <laughs> you know, a drama and an yeah. erotic drama or like a sexy drama kind of thing. Mm. I guess everyone knew Game of Thrones for that as well. Exactly. Had sex position scenes sh- 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 and all that kind of stuff. Like I feel like a lot of these types of movies would have had their home on like your HBOs and your cables. Yeah. But then like, you know, since they could pop a tit in the Sopranos or whatever, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, we got it covered now. We make our own smut that's still high-end and classy. Well, it's like, how do you elevate from that? And the answer is usually you get marquee names to mm-hmm. be the stars of these things. Yeah. So let's get Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas in this film, for example, who are either were already a couple or became a couple mm. through this, and that becomes part of the marketing of the film in a way. Yeah. Um, which I I honestly think it's still insane that Ben Affleck's been around for as long as he has and he's still part of that whole machine mm. of, like, mm. you're dating a co-star. There's yeah. a lot of paparazzi photos of you guys together. That will be big news. Mm-hmm. Then you'll split. The movie comes out. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's so crazy to me that's still happening to this fucking guy. He, yeah, he'll be he'll be 80 and it'll still <laughs> be happening. Yes. He'll be an octogenarian. I actually don't know what that word is. But- <laughs> it just means 80 years old. I've okay. never said it out there loud we before either. <laughs> well, since we're here and we're kind of uh, talking about the stars, um, I want to know, you. Got- what do you guys think of Ben Affleck? Wow. Okay. I didn't think that question would come up in the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I quite like him. I like him in this, I guess I would say, third act of his career. Who's to say how many mm. acts he's going to have in his career? Mm. But, you know, first act being like young, struggling actor, yeah. struggling indie, writer. R- indie writer. Indie writer actor. doing cool mm. stuff. Then we've got the movie star. Uh-huh. And I think I love this third act where... Maybe it's in fourth act, because third act is like him being the director as well, Mm. becoming an author. And now he's coming back to, I guess, not leading man roles, but being the leads of Mm. kind of some interesting movies that are, I guess, as well, speaking to something in his life. And I have been loving his transformation to one of the great depressed actors. <laughs> I think that in, especially in Deep Water, he embodies depression with like this rotten mass in his body, like something's dead inside him. Mm. Um, he can do other things as well at the moment. I'm not accusing him of being a one-lane actor, mm. but I think this this thing that he's done in this movie, a couple ones, like that coach one he did uh, last year The Way, year Way well. Back. The Way Back. Or whatever it was called. I think The Way Back. The, the Way, Way Back. Way Back is another movie. Uh, yeah, better movie, arguably. Yeah. Um, Riddle. Uh, gotcha. Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> Suck on that, Affleck. <laughs> what do you think of him, Alex? I love Ben Affleck. Hell yeah. I love him good. so much. Yes. I will watch him in anything. Wow. Yes. Are we talking Gili? You watch Gili? I just haven't seen Gili. <laughs> you got to watch Gili, Because dudes. you bring up a great point. Mm-hmm. I love Sad Ben. Yes. I love Sad mm. Ben so much. And right? this movie is literally starring Sad Ben. Totally. And I don't know he should why. should be billed as that. Yeah. <laughs> Above the credits. starring Sad yeah. Ben. Yeah. Sad Ben. <laughs> like, where they've got like the wreath of achievement. It's like we got the sad guy. Yeah. We got the sad guy. Saddest on it. guy. We got some sad, sad and psycho Ben. Mm. Yeah, I fucking I love it. Like Gone Girl, I think was yeah. the oh, first I where that. I really saw that Absolutely. from him, and I was hooked. But I've like loved Goodwill Hunting mm-hmm. since I first saw it when I was a mm-hmm. teenager, and I just think he's fucking awesome. I think he's just really cool, and I love that he can do a Boston accent. It sounds so cool, mm. and he's hot, and yeah. he's, like, sultry. And I had a total turnaround with this guy because he, you know, during our era of getting, you know, growing up and getting into movies and stuff, he was cheesy because he was in all those fucking Armageddon and mm-hmm. Pearl yes. Harbor and all that stuff. And then, True. like, Jersey Girls. Yeah. He had, like, that decline with Daredevil and stuff. He had this decline that I was very aware of. Yeah. And I remember kind of uh, whatever age I was then thinking, oh, I guess Ben Affleck kind of sucks. Mm. 
And then uh, recently, I revisited a bunch of movies from around this time. There's one called Hollywood Land. I can't remember when <gasps> yes. that came out. Uh, I remember 2005. Sure, because I remember seeing E Entertainment news about the making of. I've never seen the movie, but I've seen like the making of like a hundred times. <laughs> I think you'd love it. It's um, it's a, it's about George Reeves, who was the first actor to play Superman. Yeah, and. Ben Affleck plays George Reeves, so so he's like a struggling Hollywood actor who gets the role of a lifetime as Superman, and mm-hmm. then um, gets he depression, gets becomes an alcoholic, mm. um, hates mm-hmm. stardom, mm-hmm. wishes that people loved liked him more as an actor, mm-hmm. hates the fact that people only see him as a superhero guy. When I watched that movie. I thought, oh, fuck, we've been casting him as a superhero for so long. What we should have been doing is getting him to play this guy, the guy behind the cake. The other guy who's saying, like, I actually hate being a superhero because I'm more complicated than that Mm. and I'm not a great guy and I drink too much and I hate myself. Yeah. And so after watching that, I went back and revisited a bunch of all these old films and I, I truly think he's, like, a great actor, a great movie star, and this fourth act where he's sad, Ben, I'm here for it, and I I want it to go on sad forever. I want him to be sad forever. That's how, that's how much I love him. That's how yeah. much he's, I care for him. He's got this great new thing now, like also playing freaks and weirdos. Mm. Like the last Psycho duel, element. I thought he was fantastic oh, in that so movie. Ooh, I haven't heard no. of that one. I still haven't watched the last duel. That I, came out this year, didn't it? I did not expect to love it, and I because it's like a medieval movie. Okay. And I'm like, medieval, if you don't got druids, you don't got wizards, you don't got Alexi in the audience. <laughs> but this, I thought it was really fantastic. And he is like the best thing in the movie. Yeah, playing okay. like this. It's almost like he applies like a freaking Florida fuckboy to like medieval times in a really interesting way. <laughs> he's got like a little mullet and a little white goatee. But yeah, Ben. He's sick. I also think this is not the most intelligent thing I've ever said, but- I think he has my favourite um, rig that I've ever seen on a man in a movie. I, I think like he's that. like, his bod, I love him. He's tall, broad shoulders, a little bit of a belly, yeah. big, mm-hmm. strong arms. I like watching him in Gone Girl and in things like this. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's what you want to be. Just like <laughs> a guy who pounds the beers. Dude, yeah. yeah. Smokes <laughs> his durries smokes outside. Smokes but still works out the upper half of the body. Yeah. yeah. I love it. We've got to get those lungs strong. Fries and burgers. Yeah, I love <laughs> I it. Love them. I think definitely like his outside of acting persona helps with his renaissance as a sad man because oh, you've totally. seen you know, obviously all of the gifts, the memes mm, of him uh-huh. just like hating life, smoking a durry, yeah, and walking with a pile of Dunkin' Donuts, donuts in a bag. yeah, coffees like that endears him to me as well because mm. I'm like you're real. You're not just here for the publicity and the paparazzi and. Just love him. Yeah, I think that he's gotten so much more respect in recent yeah. times. And he's been hard-earned and well-earned. I'd totally, say. totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right, shall we dive into some deep waters? All right, let's take a... Let's put our swimmers on and go in. <laughs> Why are you the only man who wants to stay with me? I don't know. But you do? I do. Why is mom so different around other people? I think this is who she is. You love me? Of course. You're not born. No. The fact that she's comfortable flaunting all these relationships around all of us, you're better than that. She's different. That's what I like about her. I just want to feel joy in my life. You want to tell me why you didn't come home last night? Not really. This isn't a game, Melinda. It's always been a game. Deep Water from 2022, the year of our Lord and Savior, Adrian Lin, <laughs> starring Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. Alexi, do you, can you tell me what this goddamn movie's about? So basically this movie is about two lovers in a marriage. That marriage is slowly becoming less filled with love, I'd say, bordering on loveless, bordering on adultery or open <gasps> marriage to save it. And Ben Affleck is- So it's science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's in a small kind of New Orleans-esque southern town. And Ana de Armas plays a beautiful younger wife to an older, sadder, depressive, quiet, sad, masculine Ben Affleck. And she has a wandering eye and hopes to... Uh, Fuck younger men, I'd say. <laughs> she wants to fuck some younger guys. So, just to make it clear for our audience, um, you're making this up off the top of your head. Yeah, so you're I'm not, not reading this. I'm not reading this or anything. <laughs> this isn't Hulu's promotional material <laughs> that you're reading. So, she's she is kind of allowed to go out and get these young lovers. Sure. But I don't think Mr. Ben likes it one single bit. <laughs> He doesn't. But he's cool with it because he doesn't want to get a divorce. And so mm-hmm. what I like about this story is it's a Patricia Highsmith um, novel originally. Mm-hmm. She, fantastic writer, wrote The Talented Mr. Ripley, the Ripley sequels, and Strangers on a Train, mm. great, became a great Hitchcock film. Um, I love the Ripley books. I love Patricia Highsmith's work. It's an old fucking book. It's a oh, book really? from the 50s, 1957. Yeah. But there's drones in it. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and a mysterious thing from... And there's mountain bikes in it as well. Um, no, there's... So, 1950s, right? And I think the idea of hanging on to a marriage, even though it's falling apart, and doing anything for it, even allowing your partner to be open or whatever, yeah. that's relatively... Open marriages are pretty common now, but I think, like... The way that it's positioned in this movie is very 1950s. Yes, <laughs> that makes so much. That answers a lot of my questions. Yeah, because you're watching it and you're like, well, if he hates her, why doesn't he just divorce go. her? But it was the 50s, so. <laughs> why doesn't she just divorce him? Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. So it's. it's That makes sense. And to me, it almost doesn't make sense to update mm. it to 2022. Mm. Yeah. yeah. When I'm kind of watching it like, well, yeah, the laws, like, things are very different now. We don't really stick we're around cool. if Babes, we're not you happy. you can get a credit card even if you don't yeah. have a yeah. husband now. Yeah. <laughs> Will and Jada have already freaking discussed this over the red, red table. table. They've untangled yeah. some things together. Yeah. You know, we don't need this to be a psycho thriller, but I do have it on good authority. This was the first book that taught Adrian Lynn how to read. So he's been trying to get it made since uh, <laughs> 1963, I think. God. I, I got to say, though, like, as far, you know, with obviously that element of it is a bit dated to mm-hmm. me, but the premise, the central premise of this movie, which is, like, jealous husband, yep. um, open marriage wife, husband is joking around town that he's been killing her ex-lovers that yep. are all mysteriously disappearing or dying, and the question hanging over the movie is... Is he joking or did he actually kill these people? I think that is awesome. I had a lot of fun with that. That was fun. I think yeah. that is fun. I it think that's a cool Took me by premise. surprise. It was biz- I was very confused the whole way through that we still we didn't find it out kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I thought yeah that answer that question would be answered pretty quickly but it wasn't so that was fun. It takes its time with it and it kind of lets you think, "Oh yeah, maybe he's just like okay with it and he's a bit mm. of a, maybe he's a bit of a dick, but he probably doesn't he enjoys joking around that he's murdered young boys. But don't we all? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's very, that feels very Patricia Highsmith. Like mm. the idea of like mm. someone could secretly be a killer, whether they wanted to be or not, but they could be a killer and they could keep killing to keep up appearances of some kind. Mm. No spoilers for Talented Mr. Ripley, but that's something I've gathered from <laughs> Patricia Highsmith's world. Um, but I would like to know, this is something that I put out there because I, was really anticipating this movie. I'd been following it ah. since like it kind of was being announced with uh, Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas being, uh, to use the parlance of Will and Jada, they were tangled up. Mm. And um, mm. I was interested in seeing like what this movie would be, seeing Adrian Lin coming back, making an adult kind of erotic thriller, and then seeing this have like a weird fallout around it because Disney basically acquired it. Mm. It wasn't made by Disney, ah. but it became a Disney title. And they are no longer comfortable putting out adults entertainment like this. They have in the past. I know The Color of Night, the Bruce Willis one that mm-hmm. I remember watching on TV many, many times alone in my little den. Not with mum? No, no, no. Not <laughs> this one. Um, but uh, that was like through Buena Vista, I think, which was where they would put some more uh, adult-oriented yeah. stuff. And now you'd think they would do that with like 20th century. They'd be doing mm, that. But they mm. basically 
announced very early this was going to be dumped. And I think part of it would also oh, be wow. because of the fallout between Affleck and Amas. Who the fuck is going to promote this movie? Mm. You get Tracy Letts right. to do like the talk show circuit. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm fucking eighth builder oh, this she weekend. I never thought about that aspect of it. Yeah. yeah of How do you do promo when you've split? Because oh. all anyone would want to talk about is that, the split. The split yeah. Yeah. Um, they could have got Lil Rel. Oh, he would have crushed that. I fuck Lil Rel on the promotional circuit. Which one's Lil Rel? The friend. He's one of the friends. I don't oh, know. I like the. Friends. I don't know what his yeah. character's name yeah. is. Um, his character's name is Grant. Yeah, yeah Lil right. Grant. Come on, he's Lil sure. Rel Howery. Exactly. <laughs> he's a great stand-up he... comedian. Exactly. He's... Okay, cool. He should have been telling stories about working on Get Out. It should have been actually Lil Rel playing Lil Rel in this. Yeah, yeah, totally. Cool. But one thing that I was really hoping for this movie, especially like wanting to have. Uh, proper high-end, you know, erotic thriller back in our screens in some way with big, big stars like Tracy Letts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was, I was pleased with how horny this movie was. Could have been a little bit hornier, but I was disappointed perhaps in how not sexy this movie was. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that calibration between the sexy and the horny Alex? I absolutely agree. Wow. Like mm. I I like to get horny and I was yes, like excited. I watched this movie by myself. I made sure I had the house to myself. Damn, you should go and watch it with my mum. Sh- oh, I, mean, <laughs> I called her. It's She's a not safe space. returning my phone calls. Um that's all right. Uh, and, and, yeah, and I was just really excited to just, like, and also it's Ben being horny. Like, yeah. what the fuck? My and God, you're primed. It didn't, it didn't happen for me. I'm wow. not saying no. the act didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I tried. We I, I'll tried. tell you. We all tried individually. So None close. of us could get through it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, yeah, I just wasn't, like, it was good, but I just was, there wasn't the sexy, exciting mm. element there for me. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's, um, yeah, I think the movie's too sad to be yeah. horny, mm. uh, to be sexy. Like, yeah. there's obviously a lot of horny elements in it. Um, there's a few sex scenes with Ben and Anna. Um, and then there's a lot of, like, are they imagined sex scenes with Anna and the other actors? Yeah. Yeah. And you're kind of like, well, is that in his head or is that really happening or whatever? Um, but none of them, even though there's nudity in all of them, none of them are like loving. No, they're it. all really sad and toxic. Yeah, I've seen all these other movies that Adrian Lin's made. And granted, he was uh, a young man of 60. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Riley, <Chuck. laughs> really starting but they out. are like... Um, they like unfaithful is fucking hot. There's okay. a lot it's of hot. a lot of sex going on in these movies. I haven't seen it since I was eleven years old. <laughs> the, the camera like Hold loves up. the loves the sex scenes in all mm. those movies. I, I think there's a few reasons for this. I think obviously an eighty one year old man. Not enough lead in the pencil. Give a you're fuck suggesting. Anymore. I just keep. I can't believe that this is. Ma- yeah. Okay. And also, um, I think maybe you know twenty years away. You know, he's a little bit. Um, it's been a while since he's directed a sex mm. scene. Mm-hmm. I also think that with um, regards to intimacy coordinators, the old Wild oh, West days that's done. of just letting actors go for it True. is mm. over. So God, he would have got a rude uh, shock on yeah, set. Because yeah. <laughs> I've read, uh, I read an interview with Demi Moore about Indecent Proposal mm. uh, where uh-huh. she describes, because there's a few sex scenes in that with yeah. her and Woody, she describes... Um, From Toy Story. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. It's a Toy Story <laughs> Universe film. Um, she describes the sex, filming the sex scenes as obviously she's like, as an actor, it's obviously very awkward when you're, you know, with another actor and the crew are all quiet and you're both naked and mm. you have to do the shit. And she was like, Adrian Lynn, his way of combating the awkwardness is he is really loud all the way through the filming. He'll be like, yes, awesome. Oh, okay. Go Ooh. for it. <laughs> good on you, Demi. That looks great. Wow. That looks great. Woody, good job and stuff like that. And apparently he'll yell out things like, yes, you're fucking, you're fucking. <laughs> this is really sexy. Good on you guys and wow. stuff like that. And the, and Demi's like, it's great because it makes, it takes away it takes all the, the weirdness. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, well, yeah, we're you're all just doing fun. a job and this guy's doing his job. Yeah. I find it hard to picture an 81-year-old man having the energy to do that. Mm. Yeah. And also, yeah, like as we said, intimacy coordinators. And I, I've worked on... Uh, TV shows that have had intimacy coordinators. Mm. I've never done a sex scene, but I've worked on things that have had uh, that the intimacy coordinators mm. there. And uh, yeah, everything is scripted and staged and everything. And I think maybe it takes um, 
it takes away the opportunity for actors to go fucking crazy, just which is a good thing. Improv, yeah, yeah for sure. That's it's a true. good thing. But it means you're not going to get as much wild footage like you used to in the 80s. Yeah, I, I was on a shoot and I had a, I had a kissing scene and we Ooh. had an intimacy mm. coordinator on set. I've had to do that too. Yeah, yeah. and they fully like we, we were taking you to another room and it was like you had to like ask for permission to mm-hmm. touch and wow. get comfortable with the yeah. other person and then you're fully blocked every single move. So you're right, there's no room for <laughs> I reckon like, we had the same intimacy cord. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I was, like, fascinated with her job and I was yeah. asking her so many questions. Like, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. So you're right. But, yeah, there definitely is not as much room for the exciting. Yeah, you just get what you get. You get what is planned in rehearsal and yeah. that means less footage, that means less, mm. in, uh, less improvisation. And that's a, a good thing, we mm. are saying. Of course. Yes. But we're also saying, We you miss know, the good old days. <laughs> God, I miss the good old days. <laughs> Where Adrian Lynn will just scream at you while you're pretending to fuck. <laughs> I think one element that may be like the key missing thing, because we I feel like we get close, but like, you know, it's that idea of like you get close, but then when you don't quite make it all the way, it just like feels like that quite um like just doesn't quite make it with this film. Mm. Um, I think is like the idea and something that you and I talk about a lot, Cam, when it comes to why we like the kind of smuttiness of some of these movies, which is like the idea, the voyeuristic approach to these films. Yeah. And I think right. like, you know, you're at home watching this movie, you've got like a voyeur's eye because mm. you want to see two famous people fucking hang dong or whatever famous in this movie. Two gorgeous people. Yeah, two gorgeous freaking honeys. Mm. And then, mm. of course, some sprightly young TV actors coming in to cuck away. Um, But I feel like, you know, especially in a movie where there is like a cuck-holding element to it, that if only there were a little bit more steaminess like with Ben Affleck, because it's it's the cuckolding is in a way where it's like everyone knows that his wife is fucking these young TV actors, mm. your Jacob L. Lordies and stuff like that. She's fucking making her way through the Ryan Murphy fucking stable of actors in this movie. <laughs> and so you kind of, you, you get that aspect of the cuckolding, but I don't think you get the sexiness of like where Ben Affleck's Him almost being a bit turned on. Turned on yeah, by yeah, it, spying on it. that element, trying mm. to sneak in for yeah. a three way situation. Or just something. being the jealousy turning into. Like a manifesting lust. in lust, yeah, yeah, like that confused about why I'm turned mm. on by this, that kind of, yeah. The trailer led me to believe that's what it was going Same. to be. Yeah. And I think, like you know, that often manifests in like in a movie like this, perhaps where the character would then be going to seek revenge. Mm. Would those revenge sequences to be either with the culprit of the betrayal or the person, the unwitting culprit, like the person who's not who the, who the affair is being had with? Mm. There would be like a kind of juxtaposed eroticism to those scenes as well, like the threatening scenes. Yeah, there or like was a the, little touch we, of that. We touch into it, not too much, but a bit with like his snail shed and yes, the mist. The, the constant of the spray oh, of mist yeah. and I the ex- gooiness of the trail I of those snails. I was waiting for some kind of explanation or like wrap up about the snails. Mm. Was there? I can't remember. <laughs> there was. Well, you can cut this out. This is just more of a question I have. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Right love at it. the end, when he's driving the car and he's mm. got the other uh, dude in the car ne- in the seat next to him, and he's mm. driving up to the ravine, that you see a quick shot of a box falling over and empty snail shells fall out. And I thought that was some kind of foreboding thing, right. but. I was well, like, is he going to kill him? Didn't with- one of them die from poison? And then he talks later about how if you miscook, if you cook snails wrong, oh, it poisons you. meant you. to starve the snails so that way they don't have any, like, of their Stuffing digestible their guts. guts and stuff. Was there something like So maybe like he's that? like, yeah, maybe that's implying he's done this before and he's... <laughs> I don't know, mm. but we didn't get enough of an explanation for those snails. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's my <laughs> so main takeaway question for this movie. <laughs> That, by the way, now that you've brought us to that part of the movie, um, we uh, there's a moment in this film towards the end, the climax in a way, um, with Tracy Letts oh, and yes. Ben Affleck, where finally the truth is uncovered mm-hmm. and Tracy Letts is the one to uncover it and he speeds away in a car through the bush and Ben Affleck follows him on a mountain bike and it becomes a chase sequence 
I honestly think that's one of the most insane things I've seen mm-hmm. in a movie in a long time. Yeah, I really enjoyed how it was played. <laughs> I think <laughs> Trees- fucking believe it. Insane how that he caught up to him. Well, yeah, that for a start. He's like right behind the car the whole time. Fucking Tracy Letts is speeding away mm-hmm. in, a, in a car. For a looking, few minutes. Looking up in the yep. rear view and Ben Affleck's like right behind he's the car. He's gone off-road. But he's, <laughs> ben Affleck's gone off-road. He's dirt blocking yeah. his way yeah. to him. He's like yeah. the Tracy guys are just like keeping to the 10k per hour yeah. speed limit. It, and then he pulls his phone out. He's furiously and he texting. Texting. Oh my god! I nearly god. lost my mind. I'm yeah. like, come on! Fucking hell! We all, as soon as in any movie, anytime someone reaches for a phone when they're driving, yeah. I know they're gonna die. Some, You're gonna. But I loved Tracy Letts in this movie. Mm. I just love him. I think he's I, great. Yes, I love. What have him. I seen him in? He's in uh, Little Women. And Lady Bird. He's in the oh, Greta Gerwig Stable of Yes. Yeah. He's I, a playwright yes, as well. Nice. He's yeah. a playwright of no pl- what camps True what artist. camps did he write play? What plays did he write play? <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know what he wrote. Did he write August Osage County? Yeah, I think he did write August Osage County. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um He's just like now become one of those guys. He's been around for ages, but in the last ten years or so, he's now in kind of a lot of shit. And right. he's married to Carrie Coon, wonderful actress from mm-hmm. like mm. uh Oh Killer Joe's one of his too. Killer Joe's yeah. one of his? I think so. Man, I like that movie as well. Mm. Um but I found that he I think he and Ben Affleck really found the tone for this movie, as I think Lil Rel as well. And I think Anna de Armas, I think it gets close because she's so exciting to watch. Oh, she was great. She's just so exciting to watch. And I think that if she had only been given a little bit more opportunity to play in the sexiness of this kind of genre, like she has in a movie that I really like, and I would recommend this as a bit of a C also, in the realm of kind of like modern erotic thrillers. She's in this movie called Knock Knock, starring Keanu Reeves yeah. from Eli Roth. That's uh, Eli Roth, that's right. I really, really like that movie. Her and uh, I can't remember the other actress's name, but it's basically a three-hander where they're these like young- I did a one-hander while I was watching it. <laughs> that would not surprise <laughs> me, sir. Come that would on, not guys. surprise me. I'm so that sorry. one wrote itself and it was gorgeous. <laughs> it lived a moment in the that air. End. We all loved it. So. Um, but they are like these like college age girls that find out Keanu Reeves is like at home alone they knock on the door and they like seduce him and stuff a little okay. bit of a wild thing this kind of thing going on it's, you mm. would love it Yikes. it's real yeah. fun this real fun really movie <laughs> but um, I think that I wish she just had a little bit more of that sexiness moments to play with because I think that she's like an exciting actor loved her in No Time to Die last mm. year as well and um, man she's got su- she's gonna have such a huge career I kind of yeah watching her in this and I think was it Knives Out a couple of mm-hmm. years ago a few things I've seen her in lately but watching her in this I thought oh she'll be in movies forever yeah, yeah. we'll always be Agreed. seeing her in things now and that's great because she's total such a good star. total movie star great presence for me it was the scene where she drunkenly takes over the piano at the party and oh, starts yeah. singing some song. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. I was, I'm hooked. Yeah. I'm like, anytime an actor sings a song on screen, I'm talking like Jack Black in High Fidelity. Yeah. I'm there. I'm like, you're a star. He's got other talents. Yeah, you can do it. You <laughs> oh can do it. I'm God. here for you. I, I loved her. I thought she was so exciting. I just wish like for her character maybe – I just felt like we kind of got started the story maybe two beats ahead of where mm. I wanted the story to start. Uh-huh. You like, want to see it brewing up? Yeah, kind of? or like just the why or even like flashbacks or mm. something. I just yeah. wanted – because it's such a crazy storyline, such a like uh, unknown to me kind of concept that this marriage could be like this. I just kind of wanted a bit more. And I feel like she was – all she got was just to be portrayed as this like Sex crazed psycho. Yeah, yeah. I wish I saw a bit more of her. It like is why little, she wanted uh, this situation, or even her as a mother a bit more. Because yeah. I've got this yeah. young daughter, and there's something mm. curious about like the age difference between them. There, mm. she's this young mother, but you get those moments. Like you get a few glimpses where it's clear that she has not relinquished her youth. Yeah, and to to mm. become maternal. Yeah. Like, you know, the first time we see her as a mother, she's telling her kid to shut the fuck up because she keeps playing old McDonald had a farm yeah, on the Alexa. Yeah. Mm. I think that's a great moment. If only there was like a few more like that. But I guess like one thing about Adrian Lin that kind of sets him apart from maybe some of the other erotic thriller guys, like your Verhovens or mm. whatever, is that he is a little bit more 
of a minimalist. So kind of yeah. like the maximalism and the excitement comes from some sort of sultry sensuality rather than like operatic, cinematic, yeah. big tones. He is capable yeah. of that stuff too. Like you watch Flashdance. That is a hugely cinematic movie. It's like Rocky turned up to Rocky Four straight away, mm. right. and um, he really like can capture those too. But I think perhaps like maybe he's grown a little bit, trying to be a little bit subtler in his later years. Uh, yeah, I gotta say I actually quite liked the small kind of lived-in world of mm. this movie. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad it wasn't soft focus and you yeah. know silk sheets and. Mm. All that kind of shit. I'm glad that it was just, this is a real world, real house. This guy mountain bikes. Man, the houses also are fucking gorgeous. I mean, oh, I'm a wow. sucker for architecture. Fucking in a new yeah. I watched Windfall on the weekend. Oh, it's I great. And the whole time I just kept Googling the house, going oh. like, where is this fucking place? i got to go yes. check this out. This house was gorgeous. And so mm. they so obviously the his job element isn't in the original mm. no, novel, oh, yeah. but they introduced this really interesting right? element where he's a tech guy who designed the microchip that helps drones bomb other countries. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you think that was just purely just to show that he does have a side where his morals are askew? And, totally. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that I makes so. sense for this because it's like – he is he's able to be like, especially like it comes up in a conversation with Tracy Letts, mm. who is like this intellectual uh he's a writer. He's basically playing Tracy Letts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he like questions him, he's like, I know who you are. You're the guy that makes the microchips for drones that go out there and like mm. turn like freaking little Palestinian kids into skeletons and yeah. stuff. And he's just like, Well, yeah, you know, there's nothing bad about inventing a microchip. So I think it like suggests that there is like this disconnect connect between uh, action and... Responsibility. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah, I, I always... I take away from this kind of thing. Whenever someone has a job that can largely be interpreted as evil or villainous in a movie, mm. I always take away from it that uh, we're supposed to project that this guy is depressed with the, mm. fact, the realities of his job. Right, and, yeah, yeah. And maybe that's kind of partly why he's such a disconnected guy because that's... And it Armas's whole fucking critique of him is that you're not emotional and you're yeah. not present and you're not here. And I think maybe there's a part of him that sits at home and goes, I'm pretty bad guy at the end of the day. I yeah, guess. I feel that. I feel that for sad Ben. <laughs> that yeah. kind of awakens me to another movie I've loved in the last year, <clears throat> another grub or turk entering that kind of realm, especially like Gulf War style, is uh, The Card Counter from Paul Schrader. I never saw that. Was that good? Yes. You love Schrader. I love Schrader. I love my grubs, and mm-hmm. he's the king of the grubs in my opinion. <laughs> and I think it's you can stream it now. You mm. you definitely should catch up with it, Cam. Okay. Mm. All right. Because there's a lot of things you still need to grapple with with the Gulf War and your, <laughs> your actions. <laughs> I haven't fully... I am an expert myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I haven't fully wrapped my head around it, so that would mean a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, if guys. You want some help. Thanks, guys. Yeah. That, that's really nice. <laughs> Can I say, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is going to be an unpopular opinion about this movie. I quite liked it. Yeah. Wasn't as sexy as I hoped, but I kind of felt that like a lot happened, but also nothing happened. Yeah. Do I'm you with get you. That? Mm. I I'm just with you. like got like I just kept like these things happen, obviously. All these murders happen and we see we see them and so we know it's him. Like there's no like mystery or anything around it. But then like we got I had like Luke made me pause it just to see how much time was left and I would have sworn we were halfway through the movie and there was <laughs> yeah. 12 minutes left. Yes. Like, I just don't feel like there was a real, apart from the chase scene right at the end, like a big Christian. I don't know. I just kind of mm. wanting more to, to yeah, kind of get a, to in a third act style. It's kind of a small story. Yeah. And I I don't mind that. You know, I'm I'm okay with a small story. I love, yeah. I love Ripley for that reason too, but... It's oh, also okay, roughly two hours It long. is, yeah. Mm. And so, that, like, a lot does happen. Yes. Yeah. It kind of feels like for such a small story, they actually could have told it in less time. Yeah, or I don't know, just, I don't know what I wanted from it, but I just wanted some kind of big thing to happen. Yeah. I wanted more fucking and I want to see yeah. one load get freaking blown. Yeah. I want to see... Is that too much to ask for one dick, load to get freaking blown? I mean? like, yes, I want to see a hardened penis. You don't see them very <laughs> often in a movie. Well, it's just... I find it really weird. I've still never quite grappled with it. There's so few male actors are cool showing their dick on screen. Mm-hmm. But, like, Ewan McGregor, he'll get it out. Well, he's oh. got a hog for days. If you just go... He doesn't even. He's got, like, a normal dog. Oh, really? Normal well, dick. well, then... <laughs> <laughs> 
really? Well, well, power to him. Really? You say that's normal, huh? Okay, all right. <laughs> Yeah, crazy, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, cool, that's cool. Yeah, how many, like, women get topless a lot mm-hmm. in movies. Uh, why aren't actors at least getting their ball bag out? That's <laughs> no one wants to see it, Kim. <laughs> how awesome would it be in this Titties movie? Titties are beautiful. Titties are nice, but It would be awesome are... in this movie if there's a scene where Tracy Lex holds his penis and reveals his ball bag. I'm like, not showing the shaft, here's the nuts. <laughs> well, Steve Zahn had his nuts out in uh, White Lotus. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But yeah, I, you know, that's something I've always wanted more, is more dongs in films because it should be more normalised. Yeah. I think dongs are like pretty normal. If you're doing an erotic thriller, you've got to see a few freaking cocks. A stiff penis. Cox, I still would. Yeah. You can't see stiff ones, though. I feel like you have to get people's point. consent. <laughs> yeah, of course. They're not going to go, by the way, you've stuck and watered hey, yeah, up. Have, have a look over minutes. there. You've got 10 minutes to get ready for the scene. <laughs> um, no, I mean the audience's consent. Because <laughs> um, you do, uh, we recently did on our, over on our Patreon. Sorry, mm-hmm. I feel like I forgot this is not my point. Wow, you're allowed to plug. Over on our you're Patreon, ladies, guys, um, we did on our Patreon the and just like that new series, mm. and there were at least three full She's frontal dongs. In TV's that. cool with cocks. Yeah. Um, yeah, righteous gemstones on HBO. Is yeah, chock mm. full of cocks. We see some major <laughs> dongs getting hangs. It's true. <laughs> yeah, TV's cool with it now, mm. um, but movies haven't caught up. We got to get more dicks yeah. on so the big you, screen. Do we think Bench? We should have seen Ben's. I think yeah. it's, I it think is. it would have been brave if he said. Hey, my co-lead is getting naked. I'll get naked too. You can all look at my ball bag. Yeah. <laughs> Slow clap. Oh, look at the ball bag. Look at the ball bag. Here's my little daredevil eggs. if you want to have a little picaroo. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I... I I really didn't know what to expect with this movie and um, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Mm. Mm. I'm the same. Do we want to head towards our ratings? Yeah. I think I can comfortably give this film three stars. I think that uh, it is a somewhat welcome return to uh, lead marquee stars coming to smuttier content um, and smuttier films. Mm-hmm. I hope that it, it it's. I hope that what it lacks fosters the hunger for the <laughs> fire, for more people mm. wanting to see a hornier, <laughs> sexier movies like this. Yeah. And I hope it does inspire Adrian Lynn to come back and, like, fucking come on. spend on and a half weeks. To happen? The last nine and a half weeks has got left on this world making another <laughs> horny film. Yes, no time, my friend. Mm, Alex, how about yourself? I'm going to give it a three as well. Um, I really wish I could give it a four, but it mm. just fell short Great. for me for those reasons. Not, not, not as sexy. I just wish that, like, the, I think the way it could have got been more horny is like if we just saw them like kind of be nice to each other before mm. a sex scene that happened, yeah. like Ben and Anna, like. Yeah, if there was just any kind of love or even, like, they've had a nice time. But every time we see them have sex, something fucking toxic has happened yes. before, which I get. That's the story. Yeah. But um, that fell short for me. And also I just kind of wanted something big to be, like, some kind of stakes to be higher, I guess, mm. right at the end. But uh, still very pleasantly surprised. Oh, yeah. Mm. I feel like, um, you know... I wanted to say something different to you guys, mm. but I kind of can't. i got to give it three okay. as well. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. Three yeah. stars, that's good. It's that's more a than pass. half. Yeah. That's, that's nine. That's Yeah, that's, that's nine, nine in total. Yeah. Exactly. That's pretty good. And that's, if um, we had two more people on an adjacent podcast, give it six. Come on. That's one of the sexier things you can do combining those two yes. scores. Double yeah. But I did have fun with it, and I laughed at parts, and I enjoyed the other parts. I mean, I, I had a good time. Yeah. I think if you're at home mm-hmm. and you're horny and yeah. you, and you uh, having a want to have a stupid fun night yeah. in, pop this on with your partner or, or solo. Give yourself a one hander mm. and um, have a bit of fun with deep water. I would say this is a rare occurrence where I would say this is a must see three star movie. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's a must-see, gentle three-star movie <laughs> yeah. where people should watch it. Likely you will enjoy it. Just slip into it kind of thing. Exactly. And even like, you know, there's bolder erotic thrillers like, you know, Original mm. Sin and all that stuff. Uh, this is, is the one perhaps- with Antonio Banderas? Yeah, and, and Angelina Jolie. Angelina. One I've never forgotten when I snuck into my 
parents watching it through another room. I was watching it through a window Ooh. during a family holiday. Um, you and I've were, never you were outside it. the house through the window? <laughs> <laughs> well, doing? there was like a sectioned off area okay. where there was a window Indoor peering window. into okay. an indoor what window. What the hell are you doing <laughs> out there? Well, you know, let's just say too young to do a one-hander, but perhaps <laughs> a press against the wall was in order. Um, but, uh, you know, this is a bit tamer than those. Yeah. So maybe this – actually, this yeah. would be a great gateway into the films of Adrian Lin. True. It is. It was It was tame. Yeah, as much as the storyline sounds like it's fucking hectic, it was still it's still palatable and easy, not totally. too distressed. Stressing or upsetting, or yeah, anything. you can watch it with Alexi's mum. And exactly, yeah, might actually if she mom, calls me back, might hit, <laughs> might hit mum up and see if she wants to watch it later. <laughs> Got a new erotic thriller for you, mumsy. <laughs> I will also say when you're looking it up, make sure you look up Deepwater 2022 because there mm-hmm. it turns out a yeah. million movies yeah. called Deepwater. A lot of Deepwater, even a movie yeah. called Dark Water just two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Great yeah. movie, Mark Ruffalo. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh god, I'd love to see Ruffalo get Ruffalo in one of these films. Oh. Yeah, Ruffalo in the Buffalo? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alex, thanks so much for joining Thank us on the podcast me. today. Of course, we've got the Lazy Guide to Dude Cinema, a sister podcast to us, great podcast about movies. Mm. But you are about to head off and do a tour of comedy festivals. I sure am. I will be in Melbourne from the 12th to the 24th of April at the Victoria Hotel. My show is called Totally Fine If Not. would love to see you there. And I'm also... At the Factory Theatre for Sydney Comedy Festival on the 12th, 14th, 15th of May at 8.15pm. Beautiful. And Alex J, yes. I've known you for a long time now and I've seen you do comedy for a long time now and I think you're fucking funny, dude. <sighs> yes. <That's> so funny. <laughs> so I was like, what's happening? I you're so I think you're fired. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you're fucking sham, dude. You're sham. I spoke to the president I'm excited of to see your show. I think out. you're fucking Yeah, funny. Alex is you. super funny. Definitely check it out. Well, nice. I put the link in the show notes for it to so click straight through. Uh-huh. Cam, you've got similar dates to those as well, don't Real you? similar. April 12 to 24 in Melbourne for the Comedy Festival. My show's called Electric Dreams. And then after that, I can't remember the dates. I'm not as professional as Alex, but I'm doing Perth, Sydney, Brisbane, and Newcastle. Um, and I would love people to come out and watch this show. Hell yeah. Hell Absolutely. Yeah. Check it out. Two of the funniest cunnies excited. in very the room with me right now. Mm. You should go check them out when they're in a room near you soon. Uh, in the meantime, continue with Total Reboot. We are going, we have got an extended season of the Millennium Mind Fuck mini series looking at all of the reality benders from the turn of the new millennium. Uh, next up this week, we are looking at Darren Aaron. Aronofsky's Requiem for a Dream, the only movie that rhymes that we've ever covered on Total Reboot. So check it out. It puts the freaking mind fucked up in Millennium Mindfuck, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, see you at the pictures. Oh, actually, I'll say this. It's the freaking Oscars probably today when this episode is coming out. So whatever wins Best Picture, as long as it's not Drive My Car because we've already done a new release review on it, we shall chuck up a new release review on that movie. Yeah. If it is currently available for streaming, if not, and it's not in cinemas, um, we fucked up. So <laughs> I might delete that if it comes out slightly after that. The, the podcast comes out after the Oscars. But we will be doing that. So stay tuned. We'll be unwrapping the Oscars on that too.